Hello, welcome back to Love Lindsay, a captivating podcast that delves into the realms of things we've written in the past and embraces the sometimes cringy nostalgia that accompanies it. Welcome back, my Lindsay lovers and listeners and mental health warriors. Heavy emphasis on the lovers today for obvious reasons. I hope your week is going well. Mine is going spectacular. I am talking to you live from my parents' house. I'm back here again. I haven't been back here since my big final exam for statistics last semester. That was last December. Time is flying. I say last December as if it was months ago. That was only a month ago. That is so weird to me. So um, we're getting into February. We're getting into Valentine's Day. And we'll just establish that right out here. That will give you a hint for what's to come. This month for Love, Lindsay is going to be a month of love and sex and intimacy. And we're going to be talking about how all of that is incorporated into writing and of course, into mental health and well-being. because as you know, I'm a mental health warrior and so are you guys. But first let's talk and catch up. How have you guys been? I hope that you are taking this time out for this hour that you're spending with me to relax to unwind, to let your mind adrift and think about all the things you've been too busy to think about. Let me hold space for you to do that. Even if you tune me out (laughs) and you're not even fully paying attention to me, if you still used this hour as your me time for this week, I would be so happy to me that would be mission accomplished. So whether you are cleaning the house, walking around doing laundry, driving, sitting in your living room, sitting at work, whatever you're doing, do me a huge favor and take a deep breath. Breathe out through your mouth. I've always noticed that the bigger the sigh you have when you breathe out, the more of a stress reliever it is. So if you're alone, let out a big old guttural sigh. And when you do that big sigh, when you breathe out, imagine all the bad shit going on in your life or feelings or shit that you have to do or things that are running through your mind that you would rather just set aside for right now, imagine that flowing out of your mouth and blowing far away from you, just tumbling in the wind. Relax your shoulders, unclench your jaw, maybe rub your eyebrows, your brow a little bit, your temples, massage around your ears, All the little things that we don't tend to do until the very end of the day. Take time out now in the middle of your day to do it. 
it is sad how much we don't pay attention to our breathing on a regular basis. And there have been numerous, numerous studies showing how much taking deep breaths helps us and how not only that, but how little we are actually deep breathing on a regular basis. Chances are, if you're kind of stressy, if you're kind of, you know, which most people's lives are stressy, that's just the nature of our society. Chances are you're not breathing deep. And that's why there are so many mental health workers and wellness workers that give us breathing exercises. Why do we have to practice breathing? Because we're not breathing deeply enough and we need to work on it. So take a deep breath, breathe it out from your belly, let it all out. Have this cozy time with me and you. It's just us. It's still winter. So as I've talked about before in the episodes lately, this is a time to go inward and reflect and be cozy and hibernate. Springtime is the time that's more for like rebirth and all that, all those things that we put emphasis on for the new year. That's okay if you're not feeling it because wintertime, look at what nature's doing. All the leaves are off the trees. Everything's asleep. All the insects are hibernating. All the animals are hibernating. Everything is dormant. Now is the time to come in and be cozy and warm. And now that's not to say don't move your body and things like that. For me, getting to the gym or to a yoga class or to a dance class or whatever, at least five days a week is a thousand percent necessary during the winter because the rest of the time we're just inside not doing as much. So I have to get out, do some strenuous activity for an hour or so, but then the rest of the time I'm chilling. Okay. I'm chilling. So get some hot cocoa, get some marshmallows, settle in. Let's talk about Valentine's day plans. So I know that Valentine's day is kind of a dumb hallmark made up holiday, but I love the aesthetic of Valentine's day. I love anything heart themed. I love the idea of focusing on love and intimacy. I love Galentine's day. If you don't know what Galentine's day is, it's when you celebrate Valentine's day with your girlfriends. And I've spoken recently about how important it is to wine and dine your friends, make little dates with your friends Especially if you're married and you're not really like planning dates with other people. It's so much fun to plan dates with your girlfriends. Galentine's Day is such a fun holiday because you take all the crappy like things associated with Valentine's Day like um, restaurants that are overburdened and way too busy and the pressure to like guess what your significant other wants and did I get them a good enough card? First of all, I don't believe in that. I believe in 
telling your partner exactly what you want, don't make them guess. Just don't. That's huge advice that I heard once. Actually, I think it was from a Khloe Kardashian book um, where she talked about don't make your partner guess. If you want something, tell them exactly what you want. Because I was talking about that for the holidays too. Like make your expectations known and then pursue it and make your plans happen. For If you have an idea of what this holiday is going to look like, don't expect your significant other to just automatically, oh, they should know me good enough and just sweep me off my feet. Girl, we're busy, okay? We got stuff going on and we're not just going to assume because you know what assuming does. So say what you want. But having a Galentine's night just for your girlfriends um, is just such a fun way to take the romantic pressure off and make it all about your friends. Last year, I had such a great Galentine's. Um, And it's not like Eddie wasn't there. He was because Eddie is the chef. When Eddie and I throw parties or events, he's the chef. And then he kind of just disappears into the background. It's quite magical what he does for my girlfriends. He'll make us stuff and then he's just kind of like there, but not there. And like, he just lets me and the girls like have our time. It's, I can't, I I literally could not be any luckier or any more blessed with a husband I have. Last year I had the table set with like my favorite antique floral tablecloth. I got some cream heart shaped like table runners and placemats from Target. I had candles. I had champagne and pink goblets. I had pink champagne and like a pink ice bucket. I had heart shaped chocolates. I had a gift bag for my two girlies that came over filled with like, um, body shop products and things like that for them to take home. And when my two girlfriends arrived for this night, they brought me like a gift of a bouquet of flowers and then like a beautiful candle like that like crackles and some amazing like hearth matches, like those long matches that you strike on like a pretty glass bottle. Like that's what I'm talking about. So once they got to the house, we sat down for dinner. Eddie served us homemade soup. We had really yummy, warm bread rolls. Trying to think of what else. We had the chocolates, obviously. We had the champagne. It was so yummy and so delicious. And then after dinner, we... Oh yeah, we I had little Valentine's Day themed crackers. So if you guys don't know what crackers are, I'm not talking about like what you eat with cheese. I'm talking about they're kind of like little things that look like big pieces of candy that you pull and they crack and pop open and like little gifts fly out. I'm always introducing crackers. I think it's like an English tradition to my friends 
Um, and like my husband's side of the family, they're always like, what is this? And I'm like, no, you got to open up these crackers and there's crowns inside like paper crowns and like jokes and gifts. So last year at my Galentine's, I had Valentine themed crackers. And then the three of us girlies grabbed our water bottles, our champagne, our cocktails, I think one of my friends was drinking like mules with um, ginger beer and we went out to the hot tub and brought the speaker out there and had fun sitting out there in the winter night soaking in the tub. And then when we came in from the hot tub, Eddie was finishing up um, dipping fresh strawberries in chocolate. And he was just um, like taking it off the wax paper for us. Like I'm, you know, it's ridiculous how much he spoils us. Like Eddie, the girls just love him because he just does cute stuff like that. So we came in and we had strawberries and we were cozy with like our robes and our towels and stuff after sitting in the hot tub. So that's what I'm talking about you guys have a Galentine's night. I think fingers crossed. Um, a couple of my girlfriends are having like a housewarming Galentine's this, this year. Um, so I hope that they're able to do that because I just have a lot going on and I'm not planning on doing a Galentine's this year. Um, so I'm hoping that I can bring all the pink and fun to them, (laughs) to their house. At least I hope I'm excited about that. Um, for Valentine's day. And again, it's not the holiday. It's just an excuse to wear anything heart shaped, pink, frilly. And it's just an excuse to go on like a cute winter date. So Eddie and I are going to get a hotel room. There's this great hotel in Traverse City in town called the Delamar that we love, that we love to spend holidays at. We go there for like Christmas Eve dinner. They've got an amazing restaurant there. So we've got reservations at the restaurant the Saturday before Valentine's. Okay, so I'm going to be wearing a cute pink dress a bow in my hair with hearts in it, a cute pink purse, like, you know how it goes. And then we've got a hotel room there and they've got this amazing, like 90 degree heated pool outside with these really cool cabanas all around it. So you can have your own private cabana. We rented a cabana for after dinner and you go in the pool and you come in and you like are in a fuzzy robe. There's like a little space heater in there. They bring you like a tray full of like hot chocolate, a big like serving pitcher of like whipped cream, a big shaker of like sprinkles, like marshmallows. And then like a cocktail waitress comes to get like your drink order. You can order like fun snacks, like chicken tenders and fries and nachos and cocktails. So you just kind of sit in there and then like when you're ready, you'll go back out and like dip in the pool and swim around and you're outside, but it's like a big hot tub. And then you go back in your cabana and get cozy again. It's 
so much fun. You guys, it's so cute. I absolutely love it. I'm hoping that we, hopefully there'll be snow on the ground so that we can go like snowshoeing that day or the next day. Um, so that's our plans for Valentine's weekend. I have some pink dresses to wear for Valentine's day this year because I have been shopping for dresses for my birthday party. So I've got a big landmark birthday coming up this March and I am having a queen, royal queen themed party. The idea of the party is like everybody is queen for the day or queen for the night. Girls, guys, theys, gays, whatever. Whatever kind of queen you want to be, you can be that night. So I thought I wanted to do a historical, like Marie Antoinette historical, historically accurate type costume for that. And you guys, I looked all over and I'm obsessed with with Marie Antoinette. I watch that movie once a month, the Sofia Coppola one, once a month alone, just for the vibes. Um, but the historically accurate ones are very like matronly. And I even thought of getting one of them hemmed up. Like when I would go to the Playboy mansion, um, with Eddie to see his sister, there wasn't like high end, nice lingerie stores around here. So I would get like a cocktail dress and get it hemmed up. And I was like, I can do that again. I can get a historically accurate one, but get it hemmed up. And you guys, it still just wasn't giving what I wanted it to give. It just wasn't flattering enough. I don't know. Um, So I found a pink dress that at least has the corset top. Um, It's very structured in the front. It's got the V that like goes down the front of the body. And then the back has the big pink thick ribbons to cinch the corset tight. And not only did I get the dress, but I got it and it was too big, (laughs) which I love running into that problem because as you guys know, I've been on like my weight loss journey And, um, I've been getting the same size for the last few years, you know, without fail. It's always, especially a brand that I already know that I have to get the same size from. And then I got it and I was like, I can go a size down. So it was exciting to find the dress, but then also to be able to return it and get the next size smaller is just everything to me. I am, and I'm not talking about like losing weight in a toxic way. There's definitely a lot of room for me to lose weight in a way that I'm just shedding things I've been holding on to for so long. I'm also in like my purging junk era for my home, things I've been holding on to for years. And I feel, I view a lot of this extra weight on me as I don't need all this padding anymore. I'm participating in life. I'm moving around. I'm a busy girl. I'm a busy woman. 
And I no longer need this extra weight I've been holding on to and kind of padding myself with like sugar and stuff like that. So it's exciting to see those results, to see the scale keep going down. The scale was like two pounds less today um, than what my weight has been recently. So I lost two more. Like it's just... I'm doing it, you guys. Strict keto since November 17th, I think, is what it was. Um, I have not had a single splurge meal day, nothing. Not over the holidays, not nothing. So I'm already thinking about... Okay, so we're going to Florida for spring break. So am I going to splurge there? Am I going to have a pina colada, you know? Um, but that's still like right before my birthday. So I'm like, am I going to want to splurge or am I going to want to like be as like good looking or, you know, as possible for my birthday? I'm just trying to say it in a non-toxic, <laughs> in a non-toxic way, but you know what I mean? So I'm trying to think ahead, like, am I going to want to splurge there? I know for sure, for sure at my birthday party, I am going to have cake. Absolutely. And no, I'm not going to have Eddie make me like a keto cake from like a Duncan Hines keto mix. I'm having real, real full sugar cake because it's my birthday. Um, we are having my birthday party at the top of this hotel. It's the tallest building in Traverse city and it's all windows looking over the city and the bay. It's so beautiful. I'm picking out my food. I feel like I'm planning a wedding reception because all the literature they gave us to pick out food and decorations and stuff is exactly what they give to brides that are planning their wedding. So it's just all of my birthday dreams are coming true. When I throw like a birthday celebration for me, it's less about let's celebrate me. And it's more about like, let's all celebrate ourselves. I want a reason for friends and family to come together and celebrate and see one another if we haven't seen each other in a while and just get together and for everyone to meet each other. And that's what I want it to be about. I want everyone else to feel like a queen for the night. I already feel like a queen every day of my life, honestly, because I have so much that I'm grateful for and so much that I'm blessed with. And I've worked so hard to give myself a life that I've dreamt of. So yeah, if you want to come be a queen with me for my birthday, come on out. I'll let you know when and where let's, let's celebrate. There's going to be free champagne food, a bar, dancing. I'm going to have some like uh, poker games, like a roulette wheel. I'm just, I'm so excited. Um, you guys are going to be sick of hearing about it. That's for sure. So the episodes of Love Lindsay this month, like I said, are going to be all about love and sex. And today's more about love and love letters and I thought um, I had kind of a different idea for today. I'm going to read some stuff that I've written 
And then I'm going to read some stuff that other people have written. So we'll get to that part second. Um, I did find an interesting little blog post. I wrote September 18th, 2017. So this was when I still lived in San Francisco. I wasn't working. I was like still kind of a newlywed. Uh, It's like a year or two into our marriage. Um, And I was in my like housewife era. So I was like exploring, like making dinner every night and packing Eddie's lunch every day. So this um, blog post is called, it's hashtag MCM, which if you were on Instagram back in this era, it was man candy Monday. (laughs) Um, And you would post like a picture of your boyfriend or your husband and you would do hashtag MCM. So it's hashtag MCM, a sweet and sexy tutorial. And I start the blog saying, this little blog of mine is not strictly for mental health talk. I also love everything crafty, themey, and homemade. And I like to share my adventures and misadventures with the rest of you. Today is a special quote unquote tutorial about a sweet little and sexy something I do for my hubby. You better believe that he helps my mental health immensely and doing things for others helps my mental health as well. So maybe this is more about my mental health than I thought. A little backstory. When I first moved in with Eddie in 2009, I had no idea what nutrition looked or tasted like or nothing close to cooking. I went back to college again for the third time, LOL, because I love learning and I wanted to know how to make nutritious meals. So I went back to school. I went back to college for nutrition. I had been struggling with eating disorders since the age of 15, bulimia and anorexia. And when I moved across the country to California from Michigan to live and move into our house, he made it very clear that if I went back to my eating disordered ways at all, he would ship me back home. Yikes. I needed to learn how to eat healthy and fast. Between the new Costco membership, not over-exercising or starving myself, I was packing on the pounds. I am not kidding when I say 40 pounds in three months. So if you're even thinking about dabbling in disordered eating, don't. Among the hundreds of other reasons, your metabolism goes bonkers. (laughs) I hate that word bonkers. And hangs on to every single calorie that you consume like it's the last thing you'll ever eat. So that's why I went back to school to become a certified nutritionist and completed an amazing internship with the county, which concluded in a job offer. Unfortunately, budget cuts dissolved my department before I had a chance to sign on. Anyway, I still use my degree though, and my favorite thing to do is make my husband's lunches. I love making him little notes, putting embarrassing stickers on things, and making nutritional things easier for him to eat, such as chocolate. He loves dark chocolate. I wanted to find a way to personalize a couple pieces of dark chocolate wrapped up for each lunch 
each lunch. Why is that so hard to say? Without it being an entire candy bar. So this is what I came up with. So this is a tutorial on these little candy bars I'd make for Eddie's lunches. You guys, I made Eddie's lunch every day for like five years, maybe even longer. Um, and I would often put more times than not a little no in his lunch that he would take to work. And I have an entire scrapbook dedicated to all of his lunch notes. So there's things written on napkins. There's a lot of these like little wrappers to these candy bars I used to make. Um, little love notes. They would say things about like, I hope this or that goes well for you, or I'm looking forward to this weekend, or I had fun this weekend, just stuff like that. And I've kept almost every single one in a scrapbook. So that's a cute idea. If you're in a situation that calls for making lunches, then I say to find out if dark chocolate is good for your mental health, see the bit at the end of this page. I added it in later. First, I got an extra large dark chocolate bar from Trader Joe's. I love that place. Here's a link for something similar from there, but I purchased the extra large bar that is available all year round. I had never been to a Trader Joe's, you guys, until I had moved to California and I was just in awe. Like, I still miss it. I miss, I miss Trader Joe's. I miss Whole Foods. So basically you can get these giant chocolate bars that have like 10 or 15 servings in one bar. Um, and I'd get the like super big dark chocolate one. Then I break the chocolate into one, two or three pieces at a time. And I wrap them in tin foil. Then I find cute scrap pictures of pinup girls and wrap them around the foil. I try to line them up so something fun, quote unquote, is right on top, like a pair of boobs or something or like a cute face. He loves these little candy bars. If you're a pinup girl enthusiast like me, I use old pinup girl themed calendars, books and tear out pages and cut the pictures out. If you need any, let me know. I have hundreds. I mean, seriously, help. I've got way too many pinup girl pictures. And then I showed some pictures of the process. So I've got the pinup grill pictures, the chocolate bars, breaking it, broken up into like little smaller pieces. And then I wrap it up and then I wrap the pinup grill around. And then he's got these cute little pinup grill candy bars that he gets to open up at lunchtime. And I just show pictures of that. You guys should check out this blog post. It's the pictures are so cute. And then I show a picture of the candy bar with his little bag of vegetables and on top of his sandwich. Every Sunday night, I would set up what I used to call the sandwich factory because I would set up the sandwiches. I had the bread, the meat, the mayo, the lettuce, the tomato everything all lined up and then I would break it all up and then cut it in half from corner to corner and then put it in a sandwich bag. I kind of miss making him his lunches, but now that we have our own business, we just eat lunch together. And then here at the bottom of the post, 
Oh, and then I wrote underneath the caption for the picture says, it's like a peep show for his lunch. <laughs> va va voom. Someone messaged me asking if dark chocolate was good for mental health. That's a fantastic question. I love receiving messages from anyone, by the way, whether it's for questions, advice, for or from me, or pretty much anything you want. I'm about as open as I can be without my organs falling out. I learned while studying nutrition in college that all of your info should come from somewhere peer-based and scientific, such as PubMed. But in order to keep things light and less APA format, I pulled a quote from Psychology Today magazine. This article was written about dark chocolate specifically, and feel free to read the the whole thing, which I love Psychology Today magazine, by the way, I highly recommend it. But I chose one main quote to highlight. So the bottom line here is that eating dark chocolate is good for your memory, blood pressure, and your mood. It helps alleviate depression and also acts as an anti-inflammatory, which means that it is good for your brain. And if it's good for your brain, it is good for you. And that is the end of that blog post. Someone commented on the bottom of the, of the blog. I love the peep show lunch idea. And I said, thank you. I need to start making these again, but we've been eating a lot more whole foods. So all my lunch prep time goes to washing and cutting produce. I guess that's a good way to care for someone as well. So if you guys give that pinup girl chocolate bar idea a try, let me know. You could also do it with like centerfolds from like Playboy or something too. That would be super cute. This next post that I'm going to read is called Love Letters. So I thought it would be perfect to read to you guys today. This one is from February 5th of 2020. And I start off saying it's almost Valentine's Day. And before I scare you off with my love for this Hallmark holiday, let me tell you that I do not condone putting pressure on yourself or your loved ones to do something special on this day. Winter sucks. We're just gathering energy back up after losing it all during the holidays, yada, yada. I just really dig the aesthetic of this time of year. Think Victorian vintage Valentine's. 1970s nudie cards and cupid cutouts, handmade and pasted paper lace hearts and chocolates. I just love it all. The style, the nostalgia, the love letters, new and old. I love making a makeshift small display in my home for niche times of the year like this. So I thought I'd show some things I have used to decorate with also some good ideas for cheap things from Etsy or thrift stores. As some of you know, I finally started selling some homemade cards on Etsy. I've always been inspired by vintage Valentines and I made a small batch to sell this year. I made these cards based on a card I found that was sent between my grandparents in the 1960s. I also really like going through some of my old cards from elementary school with like X-Men and professional wrestlers on them from the 90s. But the ones I love most are from before my time. 
I love the look of 70s Valentines. And I found a huge selection of vintage Valentine and ephemera that you can get on Etsy. And I put the link there. I'll keep putting links to items just like mine that I found online. And then I have some pictures that I show of my Valentine's Day decorations from that year. So cute. It was my first Valentine's Day at our house in Traverse City. So I was just having fun decorating a house. I still have to put my Valentine's Day decorations up for this year too. Anyway, back to the blog. Then I say, I made this most recent setup in our dining room. There's a vintage scrolly gold sprayed painted shelf and towel bar. The towel I've chose to hang is a kitchen towel hand embroidered by Eddie's 100 year old grandmother, Pauline. I adore my Blue Ridge China pieces passed down from my nanny. Also in a small frame, I put a Valentine card that Eddie got me one year. It has two cats and old fashioned pajamas on it. There's also some ultra 1970s Cupid and heart cardboard cutouts. It was most likely for like a classroom setting, but they're my favorite and miniature nudie cards. So it's like a little deck of cards that has like little naked women on them. And it's like one of my favorite Valentine's Day things. The next photo shows sugar cookies I made, my mom's recipe, with marbled frosting displayed on the previously mentioned beloved vintage Blue Ridge China dishes. The floral tablecloth is also a hand-me-down from my nanny. My life wouldn't be complete without my Madonna in goblets. And if you've been to eat at my house for any holidays, you know what goblets I'm talking about. I have to get a new set every time we go to Madonna Inn. And if you guys don't know what Madonna Inn is, it's this. And it would be great for like a Valentine's Day themed getaway too. It's in San Luis Obispo, California. And it's this really cool, very kitschy, campy themed hotel with like a restaurant, like a steakhouse, and then like a bakery. They make such good food. The steakhouse is so good. They make this amazing drink at the bar called um, Pink Cloud. It's like fluffy, daiquiri, whipped cream, pink. Every single table has a shaker of pink sugar at it. Um, and then the bakery side is where you get like your breakfast and baked goods. And they've got um, champagne cake, which it's so fluffy, so dense still at the same time. It's like vanilla, I think. Um, and the frosting is like so thick. And then there's chunks of pink, like white chocolate colored pink broken up and pressed all around the outside. Like it is amazing. I've been to the Madonna Inn probably like 10 times and I stay in a different room each time. Each room is like a different theme. A lot of the rooms are built into the side of the mountain because it's California and there's mountains and there'll be like rock waterfalls. Like you'll turn this faucet and then like all these waterfalls start tumbling down these rocks and like the faucets in the bathrooms are like swans. There's like crystal chandeliers. There's rock fireplaces. 
and this is in the rooms that you stay in. It is incredible. Then there's a really cool heated um, saltwater pool and like two hot tubs, but the saltwater pool is one of my favorites because um, it's got like a walk-in side. So if you don't know what that is, it's like when a pool has like how like the beach, like the shore of a beach will have the water come all the way up and sit up like a ledge. It's like that. So you can just like walk in, like you're walking into the ocean or to a lake. You're walking like into a pool and there's like a bar up there. They've got all the daiquiris and pink cloud drinks up there. And you can spend the day at the pool and there's like pink umbrellas everywhere and like really pretty furniture. And then there's a spa, like amazing spa where you can get the best, like I'm talking hydrofacials, regular facials, um, amazing, amazing massages, all sorts of services you can get done there. So we usually will go for like two nights. We'll get a different room each night because I'm trying to stay in every single room by the time I die. And I think there's like, gosh, maybe like 40 different rooms. And then in the middle of our stay, I'll book services at the spa and we'll go there and get our spa and then check into our second room and we'll have dinner at the steakhouse. And then one of the nights we'll go into town into San Luis Obispo and go downtown and like walk around and go shopping. It's such an amazing experience. If you love kitschy, fun, campy things. Think of like Dolly Parton meets Trixie Mattel. If you love that kind of stuff, look up the Madonna Inn in San Luis Obispo, California. It's not Madonna like Madonna the singer. Um, Alex Madonna was the name of the guy that owns, that started the hotel. Um, Him and his wife started it. And yeah, it's just, it's such an experience. So in the restaurant tables, they have these amazing glass goblets in every color you can think of. And so also every time I go, I also have to get a new set of goblets. So I've got four water goblets and four wine goblets in different colors. And I always have to set those out when I have people over. It's my favorite. I've also got a pink Madonna in champagne bucket, like an ice bucket that I just can't, I can't live without. I love all of their merch at their store. You can also buy their stuff online from their store. So if you want some Madonna in goblets, check it out. Then I wrote here at the bottom of this little blog, the last two photos are of the nice collection of vintage wedding decorations I bought for our wedding. The possibilities are endless when you shop secondhand for wedding cake toppers. I love vintage wedding cake toppers, seriously. My favorite pieces to look for are swans, carriages, gazebos, and cherub statues. I hope your heart is happy. Then someone commented on the bottom, the vignettes are delightful. So those are just two little blurbs about 
Valentine's Day and all things like cute, kitschy, and fun to kind of round out today's podcast episode, I wanted to do something a little different and read some things other people have written. And I want to read some love letters, some historical love letters. So I love the love between some historical figures. Like the first example is Johnny Cash and June Carter. I love their marriage so much and their relationship. And um, Eddie is a big Johnny Cash fan. So I thought I'd read a little love letter that he wrote to June Carter in 1994. He says, happy birthday, princess. We get old and we get used to each other. We think alike. We read each other's minds. We know what the other wants without asking. Sometimes we irritate each other a little bit. Maybe sometimes take each other for granted. But once in a while, like today, I meditate on it and realize how lucky I am to share my life with the greatest woman I ever met. You still fascinate and inspire me. You influence me for the better. You're the object of my desire, the number one earthly reason for me in existence. I love you very much. I love that little letter to June Carter from Johnny Cash um, because I had a Valentine's Day experience. I think it was Eddie and I's first Valentine's Day together. So it would have been like 2008. And as you guys know, if you've been listening to this podcast the whole time, if not, then you'll have to go back and listen to this episode. I got arrested on my first date with Eddie. And several months after that, I had some court dates regarding getting arrested. And um, one of them was on Valentine's Day. I kid you not. So I had to go to court that morning of Valentine's Day. And then I was flying out to see Eddie that night. So this was when he was still in the army. So he was stationed in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. So after my court day appearance, I flew to North Carolina to meet up with him and we got a hotel room so that we didn't have to like stay in his barracks. Um, and he opened the door and he's like, wait for a second to come in. So I waited outside the door for a minute and he's like, okay, I'm ready. So I came into the hotel room door and there were candles everywhere, lit candles everywhere. There were conversation heart candies everywhere, all over the whole room. I'm talking the sides of the bathtub, all over the bed, all over the counters, like little candy hearts and candles everywhere. And then playing on, cause back in those days, before we played music on phones, we had these things called iPods and you would get like an iPod dock to play your music. So on the little iPod dock was playing um, 
a Johnny Cash song called Girl from the North Country. And Eddie liked that song for us because he called me that because I was his girl from from the North, from the North Country. And so just reading that little love letter reminds me so much of our first Valentine's Day together. I feel like this is a good stopping point for this week's podcast. I was going to read more historical love letters, but I feel like I'm going to save some for like the rest of the month just because they're so cool. And I just feel like each episode deserves its own historical love letter. So if you have any good ideas of historical love letters, let me know. Um, Stay tuned for more episodes for the month of February about the topics of love and sex. I am looking forward to talking to you guys more about that. If you could rate this podcast, if you're listening on Spotify or whatever platform you're listening on, give me a thumbs up or whatever you do. Um, download this podcast for me. It helps my numbers. You guys have been so good and so devoted. I just can't believe when I wake up every day and I check my little stats for this podcast and I'm like, oh my God, everyone's still listening every week and more people are tuning in every single week. It's just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And, um, yeah, if you're listening, let me know. Hit me up on social media and let me know where you're listening from and what else you want to hear on this podcast. I love to hear from you guys. I love hearing from people that read my blogs and stuff. So don't be shy. Say hi. And I will see you guys next week on another episode of Love Lindsay.